<clears throat> so I'm going to read a statement by Rumi. <clears throat> My imprisoned heart, open your cage. The one you've lost has come. Feet dance for the illustrious king is here. Speak not of the old man, he is young again. Speak not of yesterday, the friends have come. You saw fire and light has come. You saw blood and red wine has come. You ran from your good fortune, and now you have come back to full remorse. Be silent and count your blessings. Boundless grace has come. So this pathway is a pathway of awakening. It's about letting the soul once again come awake into the true nature of itself and to begin to live that true nature fully. When the soul came down into the physical creation that we dwell in today, in these physical bodies, in this physical universe, it came out of a spiritual universe that is its true home. And in that true home, it is awake to the divine loving of its own nature. It's awake to the truth of its own nature and to the one who created that, which is God. But once it comes down into this physical creation and gets caught up in the mind, the emotions, the body, and all of this in the physical, it begins to lose sight of its true home and its true nature, and it begins to get engrossed and caught up in this outer reality. Once the soul begins to look down and out, into other levels of creation and stops looking inward and upward to its own true nature, it begins to lose sight and memory and it begins to believe the unreal, the untrue, that which is separate from itself. And it begins to feel separate from its own true nature, which is God, which is loving, which is peace and joy. So this action of meditation that we do here is an action of awakening. Rumi spoke of it this way, wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep. He also said, to wake up, you must enter into the river of loving, and there let the current of the river carry you in its journey back to where you came from. And that's what this meditation is about. It's about looking inward and upward, back to the seat of the soul, back where that divine essence of your own loving resides within you. Stop looking down and out into the world. Stop looking out for answers and solutions, for ego, structure, pleasing, but rather let go of the outer. Close your eyes and go within. And then go up, up to that place where the soul does reside and begin to wake up to the truth of who you are. To do that, you have to begin to let go of the mind. You have to let go of the emotions, the imagination, and the body. It doesn't mean that you have to still the mind, but it does mean that you let go of it. You stop giving it attention. You stop giving attention to all those physical elements of self and begin to give attention to the divine and begin to wake up once again to the truth of who we really are, that divine living essence of the Lord that we are. That's who we are. We are loving. Our true nature is loving. The mind was here 
for, to serve us, the soul. The mind has served us very well. Because when we came into these physical creations, we as soul did not have the means by which to experience here. So we had to take up something that was of a material nature to have experience in the material creation. So we took on mind. And the mind said, sure, you want to join me in my quest? Come along. And we've been on a wonderful journey of the mind through this creation. Why? Because the soul is ever looking for greater experience. That which is God that dwells within us created all this that exists and then sent forth the soul upon a great journey of experience throughout all of God's creation, including this one. Well, all the other levels of creation that exist all exist in the realms of spirit. And in spirit, it's one. And it's ever aware of its true nature and its true self and is ever aware of the creator of that. But in this creation, we dwell in a place of separation we have separated ourselves from our true home, our true nature, and our knowing of that. And we have gotten caught up in the journey of the mind. And we have now believed the mind so much that we have allowed ourselves to walk it blindly, to live it dumbly, if you will. Not asking questions, not looking to see, well, what else could there be, but just walking it until there's a day when the soul completes its journey here, when it truly has experienced everything that it could experience. And that's what God wants. God wants us to come down and have experience and to fulfill that which God has given us to do. And when that's done, then what happens? Well, it's time now for the soul to depart this creation. It came in for a reason, and when the reason is fulfilled, you depart it. It's just like when you go into school you go in at the first grade and you leave at the 12th. And then if you go on into college or university, you go further. But eventually there's a time when it's complete and you no longer are in school. Well, this creation is a school. It's a school of learning. But when we come to that point where we get the diploma and we are complete here, what do we do next? No one says. No one out there gives us direction as to what's next. And yet something inside of some of us that have come to that point of completion or we're about to complete are going, well, what do I do now? I'm not so interested in this world. It's not so interesting anymore. I feel so separate from my true nature, but I don't even know what my true nature is, but I'm not finding it out here. What do I do? Well, what we do to begin the next phase of the journey of the soul is to go within and to connect back to the truth, letting go of the physical elements that have served us so well and yet created such separation and to begin to wake up to the truth of who we are at the seat of the soul. That's the beginning and the first part of the journey inwardly to awakening to the divine. There are different stages to the awakening. And the first is we go inside and then we look up. And in that journey, as we go inside and go up, we're going to be experiencing a great deal. Just as we have experienced a great deal in this outer journey in the world, through all these elements of the physical, now we're going to experience a great deal 
is we begin to stir awake the spirit, the soul of ourselves, and come awake to that journey inside. And some of the first elements that we are going to see inside of ourselves are all those things that we've avoided about ourselves, that we don't want to look at, that we've judged. But that's good that we begin to look inside and see those elements, those dark places within us. Because we can bring the light of our loving, bring the light of our truth that is our soul to those and bring them to peace, bring them to quiet, answer the question, and begin to find rest and peace and stillness inside. We have to do the inner work on this inner journey of loving, accepting, and forgiving ourselves, and loving, and accepting, and forgiving others in our life experience, and even loving, and accepting, and forgiving God, because we may have judged God a great deal. Why in the hell did you give me my parents? What in the world did you put me into this life for when they're having such a good one and I'm having such a terrible one? So we also may have to go in and forgive ourselves for judging God in that way. But as we move into loving, accepting, and forgiving and move into that awakening within by going inward and upward, we do begin to move into that place of peace and stillness and quiet. We begin to know the greater truth of who we are as soul, as divine. And we begin to realize that, yes, this body and the mind and all that it is has served us well and is still serving us. But now... Something changes. No longer is the mind going to have dominion over the soul. The soul is now going to take dominion over this physical nature. And you are going to be able to make greater choices as to the actions and reactions in your daily life. And you're going to make new choices as to how you move in the world and in your life. And by applying some simple keys of loving, accepting, and forgiving, being responsible for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. That's the way we create karma. And that's also the way we free ourselves from it, by being responsible for our actions and not going into reaction. Then with those simple keys and going inside daily and meditating and holding our focus and loving God and opening to receive God's loving, we begin to have dominion over the physical nature and our life begins to transform itself. We begin to live in a quality of peace and harmony within ourselves and then with the world. And we begin to let go of a lot of those things that we have attached ourselves to, that we have become habitualized to, that served us in the world for a long time, but maybe now they don't. Maybe now they only hold us in bondage here rather than serve us. And so we have to let go of those attachments and those things that put us in bondage and let go of them and walk free of them. And it may mean that we have to leave certain people behind in our life because no longer are they serving us or no longer are we serving them. We've learned the lesson and now it's time to move on. And it's time for them to move on to learn their lesson wherever that might be. Or a job may change. Or whatever might happen. You walk and keep moving. 
You don't look back. You move in the outer, moving freely, in the loving, ever putting the loving before you and asking that loving or the Holy Spirit to remove any and all distractions and disturbances that you might walk in loving in the world, but also inside. And the more you ask, the more you will receive it. Ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Well, the asking is asking for how to walk that inner way. Asking for that sacred name of God through initiation to be given to you that you can begin to speak that sacred name inside here at the tenth door. So ask and receive that sacred name. Go inside and walk the inner and upward pathway. Seek where that tenth door resides. And at the tenth door, you knock on that door by chanting the name of God over and over and over and let the door open. Don't force it open. Let it open through you building the loving of your own true nature of your soul back up here once again because you have so much dispersed it into the world and into your body that you first have got to collect all that is your soul right here. And by chanting the name of God, you collect the loving that is your soul back into its true nature and home here at the seat of the soul. And then the door opens. And once that door opens, the next part of the journey begins. And that's a wonderful part of the journey. I mean, this is all wonderful But when that door opens and you truly begin to see the divine light of the spiritual universe beyond this physical one, and you begin to see and know the true nature of who you really are as soul, and that you're not this body, that you are not finite, that you are infinite, and that you are much more than you ever have thought, then the next part of the journey begins, and you walk throughout the physical realms of the physical universe to collect other elements of your own soul consciousness that you have dispersed throughout all of creation to once again move up into the spiritual universe and be home there, once again united and whole, one and complete, even while you're in the body. And you can go into meditation and have this awareness of All of this come to you or you can be in meditation and leave the physical body through the 10th door and journey through all that I have just spoken of and know it firsthand for yourself. In the Jewish tradition of the Kabbalistic meditation and initiation that they had with the sacred name, the same sacred name that we teach today, they talked about it as the breaking of the vessel and the shards scattering throughout the universe. And then it's up to us to go and collect all those shards, all those parts of the soul, back and put it together once again to be whole. Well, that's what this meditation does. That's what this meditation is about. So if you're feeling empty, if you're feeling as though you've completed things here, that you want to be filled up once again because Nothing in this world fills you up. No matter what you do, no matter what you put in your mouth, no matter what you take in from the world or go and participate in the world, it doesn't fill you up. Then you're longing for something more than this world has to offer. And your soul is now saying, I'm done with it. 
great world, beautiful place, enjoyed my journey here, but I'm done with it. I want to be filled up with that which is true now, which is the loving, which is the grace, which is the compassion, which is my soul. I want to be filled once again. I want to bring all that is my soul that is attached to this body. Oh my God, you can't imagine how much we get attached to these bodies and to these things in the world, other bodies, other things, a car, a dog, a cat, a fish, a bird, a person. We have to detach ourselves from all of that and bring all that is of our soul back into ourselves to begin to wake up fully. It doesn't mean we become cold and indifferent and push the world away. We learn how to detach from it and then live in the loving end of the world in a greater way so that we truly are in the loving with all that there is in our life. Not in separation, but in oneness. And this pathway that we share isn't a pathway of faith or hope or belief. It's a pathway of personal experience. This is about you having your own divine experience of awakening to the divine that that you are. It's not about a hope and a wish and read a bunch of books and see what it means and try to live what they've said. This is about personal, practical experience of awakening to the divine that you are. So we share with you tools and ways by which to live your life and by which to meditate. And it's up to you to apply them every day. And by applying them every day, you will begin to have your own experience to know if this is your pathway now. If you see that inner light, that blue, that purple, that golden white, and it begins to come to you and dance in front of you and move into you or lift you up into it, well, you'll know that you're having experience. If you begin to hear the inner sounds, that still small voice of God, the still waters that David wrote about in the Psalms, and he leadeth me beside the still waters, in Psalms 23, the still waters is in the mind. When you hear the sound of water, you know you're in the realm of mind. And he is saying that he had reached the very top of the mind realm where the still waters reside. At the very low part of the mind realm, it's like a rushing sea. And then it becomes a river and then a brook and then still water. And so he was saying, at this time in my life of initiation and meditation, I have reached the place of the top of the mind realm and looking to go further. You'll hear birds chirping. You'll hear crickets and insects. You'll hear all different sounds. Why? Because everything in God's creation is loving and manifestation, loving and action and movement. And everything that is in movement has a frequency to it. Even scientists say that. They talk about all the different frequencies of matter and all the different sounds that is given off by these different levels of matter. And so it is too in the spiritual universe, there's different frequencies of sound corresponding to the different realms and levels of consciousness that we move through going higher and higher until we get to that still small voice of God. And then we know 
We're moving into the oneness of our own soul. Be still. Be still. And know that I'm God. Oh, I always get emotional when that comes in. When the grace of the Holy Spirit comes in, the joy, the peace, the loving that is there is beyond words. And to be still and to truly witness that in your life is everything. There is nothing more. And that's why we're here. We're here to share that with you, with anyone that wishes to be here and to listen and to partake of that which we share. We're not here to make money off of you. We're not here to get a big congregation. We are here for those souls that are ready to go home and to share with them lovingly and freely. This is a gift from God to the soul that is ready to come home. If you're ready, receive it. If you're ready, partake of it. If you're ready, eat of this food, the spiritual food, and let it nurture your soul. That is what you're longing for. Your soul is starving. Your soul is longing. Begin to feed it once again, that essence of life, that essence of loving that comes from God. By sitting in meditation every day, holding your focus inward and upward to the Lord and being present with Him in that loving action, by just chanting the hue over and over and over, knowing that at that time you're sharing your loving with God and you're opening to receive God's loving. Maybe not the first time, maybe not the first week, maybe not the first month, but as you do it and clear all that that stands between you and the Lord, all that stuff that you've put in there between you and God, that loving is going to burn away all of that so that you begin to truly waken and know that you are sharing loving with God and God is now able to share loving with you in a very real and conscious way. And you will feel it. You will know it. You will see it. You will hear it. However it happens for you, whether it be that sensation of loving that you feel at the top of their head, at the seat of the soul, or the light that comes in and floods you or lifts you, or that sound that begins to lift underneath your soul and carry you up higher. That's the hand of God. That's the hand of the Holy Spirit. That sound current is that which created you, the soul. When God spoke, the Holy Spirit came forth. That's the creative essence of God. And out of that, which is the Holy Spirit, came the first light. And that first light is the light of your own soul. And then the Holy Spirit went with you into all of experience and all of God's creation and has been right here with you all the time, all the time, guiding you, directing you, watching you, going, oh my God, there they do it again. Okay, well, we'll just be patient and wait. But it's ever there. It never leaves you because it is God going with God in the journey. And then there's a day when that journey is complete and you look and find a path that gives you the sacred name. And then the Holy Spirit at the time of initiation is placed with you in your seat of the soul. You and the Holy Spirit, you and soul, merge together as one. 
and you began to live in the loving that is the Lord that is you. That's what this pathway is about. It's a simple one. Jesus said, my way is simple. My burden is light. This is a simple pathway. It's so simple that it's hard for a lot of people to stay in the simplicity. They want all the stuff about chakras. They want all the stuff about healing. They want all the metaphysical paraphernalia that the world has created for us to follow after. The path of spirit has none of that. It's simple. It's easy. And all we have to do is do meditation. Meditation upon the sacred name. Meditation in loving the Lord. Meditation in allowing God's loving in. And then going into our daily life and being responsible for our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and our reactions, and putting into action both in meditation and in our daily life, loving, accepting, and forgiving. Laugh, L-A-F. You go into the world laughing. That's it. That's the tools. That's the way. Pretty simple. Then your mind's going to go, nope, nope, too simple. That doesn't work. I need all this other stuff with it. What about the chakras? What about all this color healing you've been listening to and talking about and doing? What about this? What about that? That you've listened to about the, the masters of the hierarchy and whatever. Well, that's all part of the physical creation and about the physical body and the physical nature. It has nothing to do with the soul. And that will serve the physical body. And don't put it down if it's serving your body. But know that it doesn't serve your soul. None of that serves your soul. It's loving that serves your soul. Loving God and allowing God to love you. And spending time every day in meditation to create the space for that to happen. Now, I'm going to give you a big one to swallow. This is a big one. You've heard about the principle of tithing. It was taught by Melchizedek, who initiated Abraham in the sacred name, and that is in, not in the book of Genesis as we read it, but it is in the book of Genesis in Hebrew. He received the name of God. And at that time, he was taught the principle of tithing by this spiritual teacher, Melchizedek, who was also the king of Jerusalem. And he was told that he had to tithe to God every day. Well, tithing is not about tithing 10% of your money and your wealth to God. It's about tithing 10% of the day to God. Well, that's about two hours and 24 minutes or two and a half hours of spending time with God every day. So we ask you to begin your meditations, not at a two and a half hour level, because believe me, you'll get discouraged and walk away. But meditate 15 minutes, a half hour every day, sitting and chanting the name of God over and over and letting yourself become awake to the truth inside. And then build that up over time until you may find someday that you can sit and do two and a half hours. And in two and a half hours, you're going to have amazing experience. Not every day, but amazing experience will come. The more you give to God in time and focus, 
the more God can give to you and lift you higher. It takes a lot of time on certain days to get above the mind, just to get above the mind and get here to begin the journey. Because the mind's just going on and on and on. Well, you've got to pay the bills. You've got to balance. You know, I don't think you've got enough money. You've got to balance the checkbook before we write any checks. And then it's, you know, what about the gift for Aunt Rose? And what about, you know, you've, you've forgotten the list. You've got to get out. That's not, we don't have time. Get up. Let's go. And you've got to say, no, I'm not doing you right now. I'm going to do God. You just be on your rant and rave, but I'm not giving you attention right now. I'm going to spend time in this time of tithing with God, with God. And then I'll come back to you and we'll listen to you and we'll try to get all that done. And other days you'll sit down and boy, everything just moves right into harmony and you're in meditation in no time. It's different every day. But that's why you want to give it time so that on those days when you can't get past the mind very easily or let go of the world, that you have time to finally rise above it and begin to enter into that which is the divine in you. Now, I said a lot today. Brian said a lot today. And a lot of it's very new for you. But that's okay. It's going to give you a lot to think about, to dwell about. And the one thing I would invite you to do is start doing a meditation every day. Chant the hue every day. Share your loving with God every day and see what happens. It's only through your experience you're going to know if this is true for you or not. We have a lot of CDs back there. If you want to spend a little time listening to a CD every day, that's one way to fill up your two and a half hours with God by listening, focusing, getting information, beginning to have that inner direction, inner focus, and then spend some time in meditation. And we have some meditation tapes as well. We also have an introductory pack, if you haven't ever been here before, that will give you quite a bit of information, including the LAF meditation and how to do that. So I'm going to bring it to a close. And if you have questions, please do come back. We'll be glad to answer and give more clarity and direction. We also have a website, ilm.org. You can download a hundred and more talks that we have given over the years for free to put on your iPod or however you want to do it to listen to them. Eventually, we're going to have our three books up online that you can even download where we have them in the back. There's a lot of ways to access this information. We're trying to make it more and more available to people because we have people and disciples around the world, not just here. So take advantage of us. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything except maybe some time every day in meditation. Can you give that up? We ha I had one person say, no, I'll, I'll give you money. I don't have time to tie this time thing. I'll give you money. Will you do the work for me? I said, I can't. I cannot do the work for you. You've got to do the work. You're your savior. Nobody can save you but you. But a teacher can show you the way to save yourself. And this is about you developing a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. One-on-one -on -one with God. This isn't about you developing a relationship with us or you finding God through us as some 
pathways do have set up. We're not special. We're just here sharing with you what we have found and what we have been given direction by the Holy Spirit to do. That's why we do it for free. The Holy Spirit says free, and boy, believe me, you listen and you do what the Holy Spirit says. All right. Well, if you have questions, please do come back. Now, we're leaving Tuesday for three weeks for London. We've got a big retreat over there, which some of the people in Europe are going to be coming to to, to do that retreat. And then we'll be back. But Bill will be here doing CD seminars and meditation. So please come back even next Sunday and the Sundays when we're not here. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. So thank you.